This is the She Runs the Show podcast with Cassandra Bybus. Episode number 38, The Solo Series. Are you in a rocky marriage? Are you considering separation, divorce? Did you wake up one day and your spouse looked at you and they said, I love you, but I'm not in love with you anymore. If you've ever been through divorce or come close to it, or if you're sitting in the middle of a rocky marriage, you will understand what I'm about to tell you. What feels like the end isn't. You know, I wrote Choose You Not Divorce because I wanted people who are struggling with this decision, who are in rocky marriages, who are feeling lost and alone and have no idea how they're going to get through what they never thought they would have to get through. I wrote this book for you. So if you know somebody who's going through a rocky marriage, if you know somebody who's considering divorce, if you are someone who is in a situation in your marriage that you never thought you'd be in, Check out my book, Choose You, Not Divorce. You can buy it on Amazon, tinyurl.com forward slash choose you not divorce. That's tinyurl.com forward slash choose you not divorce. Definitely check it out. Welcome, welcome to another episode of She Runs the Show. I think it's been such a long time since I've kind of talked to you about what She Runs the Show is all about the purpose, the vision. She Runs the Show is a podcast for women entrepreneurs who want to have both, meaning you want to have relationships that rock and a business that thrives. You want both. You can have both. So you choose to have both. That is the nature of She Runs the Show. And every week we come with new episodes that are dedicated to you discovering, uncovering, creating, deciding, and achieving that you can and will have both in your life and in your business. That is the nature of She Runs the Show. And in today's episode, uh, we're doing another solo episode. And I have a lot of things that I want to talk about. You know, I'm, I'm slowly switching Monday method to Monday momentum, because I think we could talk every Monday about all of the nitty gritty details of what steps to take in your business. And I think there's a value to that. And I'm going to do webinars, which which will give that kind of a how-to on certain things, especially when it relates to eBooks. But what I find really gets me caught up as an entrepreneur, and I'm sure you can relate to this, is the mental stuff, the mindset stuff, the, the perception to belief stuff. And so I'm switching Monday method to Monday momentum because every Monday I want to come to you with a solo episode that helps you shift the way that you are seeing things from a certain place to a more empowered place. So if you're already feeling empowered, I want you to listen to Monday momentum and just kick it up 10 times a notch. <clears throat> I want you to listen to Monday Momentum and feel like, oh, boom, like I needed to hear that today because that's exactly the zone that I'm choosing to be in. I want you to hear Monday Momentum, especially when you're in a rocky place, when you have got obstacles left and right going on in your business and your life and you just feel like you can't keep dealing with this stuff and you want to give in. That's especially when I want you to listen to Monday Momentum because Monday Momentum is really all about 
you getting very clear with you about what you're capable of, about what your power can do, and taking all of your power back now. You see, far too often, we give our power away to other people, to situations, to circumstances, to dilemmas, to obstacles, to problems, and then we never go and get our power back. So if you want to know why we're switching from Monday method to Monday momentum, it's so we can do what? Take our power back. Okay. So in today's episode, this is a special episode of She Runs the Show, not Monday method, not quite Monday momentum yet, something in between. I want to talk about how to believe past what you see. And in today's episode, we're going to really get down to the bottom of how do you become so invested in the certainty of your future, both for your life and for your business? How do you get so invested and so certain that the future you're creating is exactly the future that's going to happen to the point where you are so sold on you getting there that you take the persistent, massive daily action today and every day that's required to get there. And you know what? The reality is, is it is a mindset thing and it begins and ends with believing past what you see. So let's get down to the episode, shall we? Hello, hello everybody. Okay. So let's get started in today's episode. I want to talk about a couple of things, you know, We are talking about how to believe past what you see. And by the end of today's episode, there are some key things that I am hoping you're going to take away. Number one, by the time you finish listening to this episode, I want you to understand why your focus on the current temporary obstacles in your life is wrecking havoc on your business. I want you to know why that is. Number two, I want you to learn how to keep your attention on possibility even when you're getting thrown like curveballs left and right. Like if life is La Vida Loca, by the end of today's episode, I want you to know how to focus your attention and keep your attention on possibility, no matter what life curveballs are being thrown your way. Number three, by the end of today's episode, you're going to learn five things you can say to yourself to get mentally back on track when you get stuck in a defeat moment. And you know, we've all been there. We've all gotten to the point where, where defeat felt permanent and personal and like it was never going to go away. I'm going to give you five things in this episode that you can say to yourself to get mentally back on track. And then finally, by the end of today's episode, you're going to learn how to feel joy and bliss in the present moment, even if your goals are years away from completion. I think it's so important that we remember the words of Tony Robbins when he says, we often overestimate what we can accomplish in a year and underestimate what we can accomplish in a decade. So it's important that we have decade long thinking, not just like, let me hurry up and get my business so I can, you know, make six figures in six months. That's short-term thinking. That's employee thinking. We want an entrepreneurial mindset, an entrepreneurial mind frame. We've got to have a bigger vision. We've got to think long-term. So that's what we're going to talk about. But I wanted to open up 
our episode today, giving you a quote from a pretty, I'll, I'll call it an ancient book. But if everybody knows As a Man Thinketh by James Allen, let me see if it tells me when this lovely book, and yes, I have the actual book. I, you know, I write ebooks and I have um, tablets and I have books on my tablets, but there's nothing like the real thing. Like, I love my books. So, um, yeah, here, it, ripple, ripple. I have my books. I, I, I can't live without them. One day in my house, I'm going to build a big, beautiful house with a huge library and it's going to be actual books that people can come and sit down and read okay um so this book so james allen wrote as a man thinketh in 1903 and he actually wrote from poverty to power in 1901 it was published in 1901 and everybody knows as a man thinketh but i actually got a book that contained as a man thinketh and from poverty to power and he wrote from poverty to power before as a man thinketh and i just want to begin let's open up this discussion by just reading an excerpt from from alan's book from poverty to power because it really breaks down everything that we're going to cover today and here's what he says the cause of all power as of all weakness is within the secret of all happiness as of all misery is likewise within there is no progress apart from unfoldment within and no sure foothold of prosperity or peace except by orderly advancement in knowledge. You say you are chained by circumstances. You cry out for better opportunities, for a wider scope, for improved physical conditions, and perhaps you inwardly curse the fate that binds you hand and foot. It is for you that I write. It is to you that I speak. Listen, and let my words burn themselves into your heart, for that which I say to you is truth. You may bring about that improved condition in your outward life which you desire, if you will unswervingly resolve to improve your inner life. I know this pathway looks barren at its commencement. Truth always does. It is only error and delusion which are at first inviting and fascinating. But if you undertake to walk it, if you perseveringly discipline your mind, eradicating your weaknesses and allowing your soul forces and spiritual powers to unfold themselves, you will be astonished at the magical changes which will be brought about in your outward life. As you proceed, golden opportunities will be strewn across your path, and the power and judgment to properly utilize them will spring up within you. Genial friends will come unbidden to you. Sympathetic souls will be drawn to you as the needle is to the magnet, and books and all outward aids that you require will come to you unsought. Perhaps the chains of poverty hang heavily upon you, and you are friendless and alone, and you long with an intense longing that your load may be lightened. But the load continues, and you seem to be enveloped in an ever-increasing darkness. Perhaps you complain, you bewail your lot, you blame your birth, your parents, your employer, or the unjust powers who have bestowed upon you so undeservedly poverty and hardship, and upon another affluence and ease. Cease your complaining and fretting. None of these things that you blame are the cause of your poverty. The cause is within yourself, and where the cause is, there is the remedy. The very fact that you are a complainer shows that you deserve your lot, shows that you, you lack the, that faith which is the ground of all effort and progress. There is no room for a complainer in a universe of law, and worry is soul, so, is soul, oh, and worry is soul suicide. 
By your very attitude of mind, you are strengthening the chains which bind you and are drawing about you the darkness by which you are enveloped. Alter your outward, your outlook upon life and your outward life will alter. Build yourself up in the faith and knowledge and make yourself worthy of better surroundings and wider opportunities. Be sure, first of all, that you are making the best of what you have. Do not delude yourself into supposing that you can step into greater advantages while overlooking smaller ones. For if you could, the advantage would be impermanent and you would quickly fall back again in order to learn the lesson that you had neglected. As the child at school must master one standard before passing on to the next, so before you can have the, that greater good which you so desire, you must faithfully employ that which you already possess. Boom. He just calls it what it is. And there's just so much. I just have to go over three key points from this before we jump into the episode. Because this was written in 1901. And I want you to be so clear on the fact that there are certain universal laws and principles of life. It doesn't matter whether they, talk, whether they talked about in 1892 or 1992 or 2092. It will still be true no matter what century you are living in. And here's what he says. Listen to what he says. He says, listen. You may bring about that improved condition in your outward life, which you desire if you un will unswervingly, in other words, unequivocally, resolve to improve your inner life. Then he goes on to say, cease your complaining and fretting. None of these things that you blame are the cause of your poverty. The cause is within yourself and where the cause is, there is the remedy. See, here's, here's what's juicy about this. Like we all complain, right? I know I do. I'll raise my hand, but here's the juiciness of it. If I am the problem, I am also the solution. Boom. Like it would be hard if we were just the problem and we were complaining and creating more problems. But where the problem is, so also is the solution. And then he, here's what he says. This is deep. I want you to get this. He says, there is no room for a complainer in a universe of law and worry is soul suicide. Can we just sit? I just have to sit with this for a minute. Worry is soul suicide. Every time you worry, if you just get an image in your mind that says, by doing this worry thing, I am committing soul suicide. It'll fix you right up. You will stop the worrying. You will decrease it. It'll go down. Worry is soul suicide. And then here's what he says. This is, here's the boom, 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 like just eat you up inside if you're not handling your business quote. He says, be sure, first of all, that you are making the best of what you have. Do not delude yourself into supposing that you can step into greater advantages while overlooking smaller ones. For if you could, the advantage would be impermanent and you would quickly fall back again in order to learn the lesson that you had neglected. Boom. What are you doing with what you got? Come on. What are you doing with what you got? Like, are you making the most of where you are right now? Are you making the most of every single resource you have right now? While you are sitting talking about how you don't have enough money to build a $5,000 website because you need your website to be perfect for your business. Are you using your little smartphone that you pay for every single month to record some videos on Periscope and Meerkat and YouTube and building your YouTube following? Are you, are you making the most of what you already have or are you focused on all the things you don't have and you blame those not having those things for not being where you want to be see all of this is connected because and this is why i feel so strongly that she runs the show needs to be talking about these kinds of things because we can break down the here's step one two three four and five of how to build your business we can do all of that right 
But if your mindset isn't right, if how you perceive your situation isn't right, nothing I'm going to teach you about how to strategically write an ebook, write a blog, start a podcast, none of that's going to work if your mind isn't right. So I feel like we need to get down to the business of this work because this is the work. So when I talk about it, I said, you know what, let's talk about how to believe past what you see because we need to get to the place where we have unequivocally decided to succeed. No matter what, no matter who, no matter when, no matter what steps into the game, we have already gotten to the end goal. We're already there. We are just going through the motions to get there. So let's do that. Let's learn how to believe past what we see. So I want to talk first about why your focus on the current temporary, yes, underscore, underline, bold, capitalize, temporary obstacles of your life is wreaking havoc on your business, literally. You know, and I'm just holding on to my my crystal uh, that I wear every single day because it's a crown chakra crystal and it just helps me think clearly because I want to make sure I say this in the way that it needs to be said so the most people can really hear what I'm saying and it reaches you. Every obstacle in your life that you're experiencing at this moment, and I'm not going to separate the obstacles into business obstacles and personal obstacles, because every obstacle that you are dealing with right now affects every other area of your life. So if it's a personal obstacle, it affects your business. If it's a business obstacle, it affects your personal life. Every area touches every other area. You are a whole person with a whole life. We do not separate business from personal, professional from personal. They all interact with each other. They are interdependent. They affect each other. So wherever the obstacles are in your life, A, they're, they're, currently what's going on. So you put a lot of energy into them because this is what you're living. But B, they're temporary. Like they're not here to stay. I know they might feel like they're here to stay. I know the money problems might feel like they're here to stay. I know the marriage problems might feel like they're here to stay. I know the the not having clients problem might feel like it is an obstacle that is here to stay. But the issue is not the obstacle. The issue is your focus. Because perception is what creates belief. And belief is nothing more than the thought that you keep thinking over and over and over again. And you have thought it so many times that now you have accepted a thought as true. So perception creates belief. Now, when you begin to define the current temporary experiences as what's real for you, right? Like I'm not getting clients. I'm not getting clients. I'm not getting clients. I'm not getting clients. They're not coming. They're not coming. I'm losing clients. When you make that thought and you keep repeating it over and over and over again, and you make that, this is what's real though. Like, like somebody say, Cassandra, I know what you're talking about and I want to be at at a seven figure business, but I don't have any clients. I don't have any clients. When you make that real for you, you also start to see it as permanent. Now your perception has become a belief. 
And until you create a stronger belief in your future than you have in the replication of your past, you're going to continue to create that limiting belief and you're going to continue to experience what you've been experienced. Understand this, when you make obstacles mean more than they actually mean, you give them more power than they actually have in all the wrong ways. Like we can empower ourselves in the midst of an obstacle in a way that's like, bring it on. Boom. I'm up for this. Come on. And that's empowering. Or we can take the obstacles and we can go, you know, I'm not getting any clients. Maybe I should just do another business. Let me try this business. And then you go to that business and then you still, you're carrying the belief of not enough clients into the new business. And then you go, oh, this is probably the wrong business idea too. Let me go to the next business. And in two years time, you've done 10 businesses. Not to say that people don't succeed doing that, but I'm just saying that if the reason you're running from one business to the other is that you can't get clients from one business to the other. Guess what the only common denominator in all of those businesses are? Actually two common denominators, you and your beliefs. You and your beliefs. So until you create a stronger belief in your future than you have in the replication of your past, you're going to continue no matter what business you're in to creating what you've been experiencing. At the end of the day, here's what's true. What you believe becomes true for you. What did Frank Lloyd Wright say? Frank Lloyd Wright said, the thing always happens that you really believe and the belief in a thing makes it happen. And see, we got to get super clear when we say believe what we mean. I don't mean wishing. You see, sometimes people do this wishing thing and they think it's a belief and it's not. The wishing thing feels desperate. The wishing thing feels uh, unstable. The wishing thing feels um, kind of like buying a lottery ticket and hoping you're going to win. If, if you're doing the kind of like, well, I hope my business is successful. I hope that I can do this. I hope that I can do that. I hope I, if you're, if that's the energy and the vibe of what you think is a belief that you're creating, that is not a belief. That's a wish and it has desperate energy in it and it's not going to produce anything successful. So when we say the thing always happens that you really believe and the belief in a thing makes it happen. Here's what I'm really saying. You get to the point where you make an unequivocal decision to succeed and here's how it becomes a belief. You say to yourself, okay, I didn't get any clients this month. How am I going to turn that around? What am I going to do about that? Because I am getting to a seven figure business. Hello. And I am going to transform my clients' lives. So what do I need to do differently? Because that's happening right now. These results aren't giving me what I want. Something in my strategy is missing. What needs to change? So you are so sure that you're getting to the end goal. You don't worry about the end goal anymore. The current temporary obstacles are just information about what you need to change in order to get to the end goal that you already know is going to happen. At the end of the day, what you believe becomes true for you. Now, if you want to change what you believe, you're not going to do it wishing, hoping, pleading, and making deals with God. That's not how that's going to happen. If you want to change what you believe, you have to change what you focus on. So now, instead of looking at, okay, I checked my PayPal account. I've got zero, 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 zero in it. Oh my goodness. I looked at my, my Amazon author profile. I'm only selling 10 books a day. Oh, you know, instead of, what are you focusing on that empowers you? 
What are you focusing on in your business that makes you excited to take the next step? What are you focusing on in your business that makes you feel abundant? Money does not equal abundance. There are tons of ways and things that you can feel absolutely abundant. Like I've got 20 podcast episode ideas, totally abundant. I've got ample time that I'm going to spend just sitting on the beach and reading a book that I've been meaning to read for a month, totally abundant. You've got to keep your attention on things that make you feel the way you're going to feel when you get to that end goal, whether it's a personal goal or professional goal or a business goal. You've got to create now that feeling and it doesn't take money. You know, so often we think it's like the money and the fame and I want to be on the New York Times bestseller list and I want to be the number one in iTunes. Like all of that is cute, but they're fleeting. Like you get on the New York Times bestseller list. That doesn't mean you have a million dollars in your bank and you celebrate that and you feel really good about that. And then two months later, nobody even knows your name because you're still, you're not on the list anymore. So what? Like what? what's next? Like what else is there for you? What is more more of a continuous sense of well-being and joy and passion for what you do that is going to far outlast any of those accolades that you say that you want. See, here's the thing. Where you put your focus is where your energy goes. So now we need to talk about how do you keep your attention on possibility even when you're getting thrown life curveballs left and right. You know, you know, life curveballs. Child gets sick. You lose more clients than you expected to. Your business, you know, the economy tanks. So you, your business, which might be a totally leisurely kind of thing, totally takes a nosedive. Now you got to figure out how to totally change your business so that it all works. You know, every entrepreneur has been through life curveballs and many of them coming from different areas of our lives. So here's the thing. When you're going through some mess, and I'll say some mess because it can be mess, you know, family acting up, people having to move in with you, bills being due that you can't pay. Like when stuff is just acting funny, how do you keep your attention on possibility? Here you go. Let's talk about it. You're welcome. Okay. First of all, it goes back to this issue of what's abundant in your life right now? Like, what do you have plenty of? And some people might say to me, listen, I am trying to start a business. I have lost everything I own. I don't have a house. I barely have a car. I'm eating Twinkies for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and I'm sleeping in my vehicle. Talks, what do you mean what's abundant in my life right now? Like, nothing is about... If you can even open your mouth to say that, you're breathing, you're alive. You woke up today, which a lot of people didn't. You have an abundance of oxygen. You are breathing, you are living, you are alive. If you have a child who you can get up every day and go into their bedroom and you can see their little eyes and you can hear their little voice, you are abundant because some people woke up this morning and the quiet of their house reminded them that their child is no longer alive. How about that? So if you want to keep your attention on possibility, one of the first things you got to do is say to yourself, what's abundant in my life right now? What's available to me right now? And you know what? Every time you find yourself going into that, you know, not enough place, you know, like, I don't have enough time. There's not enough money. There's not enough this. I don't have enough support. There's not enough. Every time you find yourself going into scarcity mode, that not enough mode, which is totally going to take you out of the zone. 
You need to count your blessings. You need to find the gratitude and you need to do what Abraham Hicks would call a rampage of appreciation. What's abundant in my life right now? I know there's not enough money. I know there's not enough virtual assistance. I know there's not enough support for my business. I know, I know, I know. But thank you for sharing. Sit down and shut up. I call it S-D-A-S-U. I had to think about that for a minute. S-D-A-S-U. Sit down, shut up. Thank you for sharing your inner critic. And then you come back to... What am I grateful for? How about the fact that I have super fast internet so I can Periscope and I can Skype and I can YouTube and I can reach out to my tribe that way? How about I'm just thankful that I, 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 you know, I live in a country that I want to be a part of, that I want to be a citizen of. How about I'm so grateful that I have a friend I can call at 3 a.m. in the morning if I desperately needed somebody. How about I'm so grateful that I can see, I can hear, I can taste, I can touch. I have all of my mental faculties. I woke up in my right mind this morning. I know I can differentiate day from night and night from day. How about I drink water and I don't have to worry about if there are bugs and microbes and bacteria in the water. I don't have to worry about my children going to the hospital because the water is clean. How about that? So anytime you find yourself going into a not enough space, you need to do a rampage of appreciation and you need to get yourself back there as much as it takes for you not to have scarcity be your default go-to mechanism. Remember, if you want to keep your attention on possibility, you always have to go back to what you want and look for the traces of it already being here. Like, where are the traces in your business of the products and the services and the things that you're going to offer that will transform people's lives? Like, get excited. You don't need to see the seven figures in your bank account to feel like what you're doing is worthy or valuable or is going to be successful. Like, what can you feel successful about in your business right now? Always go back to what you know you're capable of doing and look for the success already in the traces of what you're doing right now. Here's the other piece. If you want to keep your attention on possibility and you've got life curveballs like boom, 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 a health one, a marriage one, a family one, a client one, like you're just getting hit left and right. Look for the leverage until you find it. You know, when people are going through through mess, and I, I like the word mess because I think that's exactly how it feels when you're going, it just feels like mess, just like nonsense. When you're going through mess, you know, we we have enough strength to kind of go, okay, I'm going through something. What's the lesson? What's the lesson? And we say that for about five minutes and then we get so frustrated because we're not getting an immediate answer from some spark of the universe that we then go back to complaining. But complaining is not going to fix the problem. Create Complaining is actually going to attract more problems. So instead of complaining about it, instead of like blaming other people about it, and we still do that. I still do that. I'm not telling you that I have this down as a science. I'm telling you stuff that I tell myself when I'm going into complainer mode. Look for the leverage in it. So the leverage in an obstacle or life curveball isn't simply what is the lesson. That's not looking for the leverage. That's kind of the, the intro to looking for the leverage. The intro is, okay, well, what am I, you know, obviously if this is happening, it's for my good and it's supposed to be happening. What's the lesson? But that's not looking for the leverage. Looking for the leverage in life curveballs and looking for the leverage until you find it is this. How can I use this? 
You know, so, you know, I have all of these bills. How can I use this? Am I going to write 10 blog posts about how did I manage to still build a business while under massive debt? Boom. How can I use this? Am I going to write about how my divorce nearly sent me down the path of a nervous breakdown and in the midst of a nervous breakdown, I built a business? Boom. How can I use this is the question you need to ask until you start to make any situation and any obstacle your opportunity. How can I use this? Look for the leverage until you find it. And then bottom line, if you want to keep your attention on possibility, even when you're getting like mess, 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 and mess, if all else fails, if none of what I just told you works, if you can't get to a place of abundance, you can't do a rampage of appreciation, you're not in the mood to look for the leverage, which let me just tell you all of these tactics I'm giving you, when you're in the moment of mess, you have to make yourself do this. This is not a, I'm in the mood to feel abundant or I'm in the mood to be grateful. You literally in the midst of mess force yourself to do the things I just talked to you about. But let's say you force yourself to do all those things and it didn't work, which I highly doubt. But anyway, we'll just say hypothetically it didn't work. If all else fails, here's what you need to do. Remind yourself of rule number six from the book called The Art of Possibility by Xander and Xander. Rule number six. You know what rule number six is? Don't take your, excuse me. I'm trying to figure out how to say it without cussing. That's a problem. Rule number six from the art of possibility. Don't take yourself so blank, blank seriously. Can I say it again? Don't take yourself so blank, blank seriously. It is not the end of the world. Let me help you out. In the grand scheme of things, if something's going wrong and you're still breathing, that means for everything that ever went wrong in your life before, you got through it because you're still breathing. So chances are, if you have a 100% rate of getting through tough stuff, you're going to get through this one. That's the first thing. Second thing is, um, if you don't get everything you want this lifetime, and you don't get it all the way you want it this lifetime, I want to help you out with something. You may disagree with me. That's okay if you do. But here's what I believe. If you don't get it right this time, you're going to be back next time anyway. So you'll have another opportunity next time. And then if you don't get it right the next lifetime around, you'll have another opportunity the next lifetime around after that. We just keep coming back. We just keep coming back. We just keep coming back. So there's no getting this thing wrong. We're eternal beings. There's no getting it wrong. So if all else fails, remind yourself of rule number six, which is don't take yourself so blank, blank, seriously. Read that book, Art of Possibility, Xander and Xander. Awesome book. It'll help you get into possibility. So, oh, I just feel like I've said a lot. My goodness gracious. Okay. So I want to talk about five things that you can say to yourself to get mentally back on track when you get stuck in a defeat moment. This is powerful because, you know, you need to put this on post-it notes on your mirror, put it in Evernote on your phone. So when you get stuck in a defeat moment, and we all do, we all will. I'm not saying this is a cure-all. And when you find yourself in those moments, you know exactly what to say to yourself. Here it is. Boom. Let me give you the five. Okay. In no, no particular order. And you'll know which one you need. When you're in the defeat moment, you'll know which one is going to like click you back on. Here they are. Number one, you can say to yourself in a defeat moment, I take my power back now. Like I'm taking all of it back. Like whatever power I just gave to you with your mess, I take my power back now. Boom. That's the first one. Second one, I've got this. When you are feeling 
the worry, the stress, the fear of something that is feels so big in the moment and you were just like, I don't even know what I'm going to do. Stop saying, I don't know what I'm going to do and just simply say to yourself, I've got this. I've got this. It's going to be done. I'm going to figure it out. I've got this. Third thing you can say to yourself to get mentally back on track is this. Bring it on, baby. Bring it on. You know what I like to do with fear? I like to run to it. The moment I notice that I'm super afraid of doing something, I say to myself, then I guess that's exactly the next thing you need to do now and then. Yes, it is. Bring it. Bring it. Come on. Because there's, you can't run from fear. You can't escape the obstacles. They're going to find you wherever you are. So running is such a complete and total waste of time. You need to just get to the point where you put your armor on, you get your sword out, you take a warrior Athena stance, and you simply say to yourself, bring it. And you could be scared to death, but there's something really powerful when you go, bring it. Bring it. You know, you're going through a messy divorce. You want to go to take me to court? Bring it. You're going through a super serious financial situation where they want to take your house and they want to take your stuff. Bring it. You, you think, like you need to say to folks, you really think that all of your mess is going to change my mind about how powerful I am in my life? Really? Not at all. Bring it. Because the only time you know what you're made of is when you stand in the face of an obstacle and you come out the last man or woman standing. And that doesn't mean you come out clean. That doesn't mean you don't have some cuts and some scars and some bruises and some gashes. Yes, you do. But you say, I did not bow down before this thing. Because if it's one thing I know, no obstacle in my life is bigger than me. It's my obstacle. If I own the obstacle, I've got to be bigger than it every single time. I don't care what it is. Health scare, cancer. I don't care what it is. If it's mine then that means I own it. And if I own it, it is, I am bigger than it. It is never bigger than me. Bring it on. Third thing. Fourth thing you can say to get yourself mentally back on track when you get stuck in a defeat moment is this. Especially when it's a tough thing. Like when it's a thing that you just can't even wrap your mind around. There's no, you know... When you're going through something serious like that, that you just like, you didn't expect it, here it is. It's soul crushing. Um, you don't want to hear people tell you it's going to be all right. Because in the moment when you're going through that defeat moment, you don't feel like it's going to be all right. Nothing is ever going to be all right again. Don't ever tell somebody who's lost a child. Everything's going to be fine. Time heals all wounds. I just want to punch those people in the face. I don't want to hear that. When I'm grieving for a child that's no longer here, this is not what you tell somebody. And this is not what you tell yourself in a moment when you find yourself in a situation where you never expected this to happen. You never expected to be where you are. You never expected things to turn out this way. You need to say to yourself, I may not get it. I may never know why I may not accept this. But the one thing I've got to tell myself is this is happening for me, not to me. Hear me out. This is happening for me, not to me. Boom. Like, and you may not accept that in the moment as you say it, but the longer you say it, the more you say it to yourself, you start to make peace with, I don't like it, but I'm going to use it. 
I don't like it, but I'm going to use it. So this is happening for me, not to me. Big one. And here's the fifth thing you can say to yourself to get mentally back on track. It only gets better from here. Listen, when you are on the floor and you have hit rock bottom, what did J.K. Rowling say? Rock bottom became the foundation upon which I built my life. Let me say it again. Rock bottom became the foundation upon which I built my life. J.K. Rowling, it only gets better from here. You want to see me on the ground? You think everybody's looking at how your life is a mess and a wreck? That's all right, because here's the testimony. This is, this is the beginning of the comeback. It only gets better from here. So five things you can say to yourself to get mentally back on track when you get stuck in a defeat moment. Number one, I take my power back now. Number two, I've got this. Number three, bring it on. Number four, this is happening for me, not to me. And number five, it only gets better from here. Now let's talk about the last thing, how to feel joy and bliss in the present moment, even if your goal is years away from completion. Okay. Even if your goals are, you know, a lot of the things that we really want, what we really want is, and Daniel Laporte talks about this in, in the desire map, but a lot of the reasons we want the things that we want is because it's going to make us feel a certain way. And the beauty of that is if you really understand that it's about how you want to feel rather than what you actually get, you can live that way right now because you can choose to feel that way right now. So if you want to feel joy and bliss in the present moment, even if the things you want are still a year or two years or 10 years away from really being in the now, here's what you do. Number one, in the present moment, in your daily life, you got to do what excites you. You know, so often when we're entrepreneurs, especially when we're solopreneurs, we do everything in our business. So we do the stuff like recording this podcast to me is exciting, right? And then we do the other stuff like the post edit and like fading in the music in and out. Not so exciting. Make sure that every day, if you want to feel that joy and that bliss, do what excites you. I don't mean you do it and then don't do the other stuff because the other stuff still got to get done. But make sure that you begin the day and you end the day with something that excites you. So you feel that momentum. You know, you can also feel the joy and the bliss in this present moment by focusing on the adventure of it and not the obstacles in it. Listen, life is one big daring adventure and either you can see it as an adventure or you can see it as a problem. And the problem are about the obstacles and the adventure is about the fun. You've got to change your focus and say, all right, la vida loca, mess, mess, mess. Where's my adventure? Where's my adventure? And focus on the adventure, not on the obstacles. Another thing you can do to feel joy and bliss in the present moment is think about things that bring you joy. Think about things that make you happy, like laugh more, watch movies that make you happy, read books that make you happy. That's why reading becomes so important. Like you need to listen to the podcasts that inspire you. Watch the YouTube videos that inspire you. You know, I love watching YouTube videos by Grant Cardone and Gary Vaynerchuk. I mean, their energy is infectious. So surround yourself with the things that make you feel joy and bliss and power and you know have fun with whatever you're working on you know like even if you're doing the drudgery stuff in your business like i'm sending out 20 emails or i'm like creating a google spreadsheet find a way to make it exciting and fun like find a way like go buy some skittles and eat skittles while you work on your google spreadsheet or um listen to some 
of your favorite music right now, mine is Ariana Grande, while you edit your podcast. Have fun with whatever you're working on. And then also stay focused on your greater purpose. Like, yes, libido loca may be happening in your life. Yes, you may be getting life curveballs. But like, what are you really about at the end of the day? What are you here to do? What is your greater purpose? And note to self, listen, we have more than one purpose in life. So if you're spending years just trying to figure out what your purpose is, stop wasting your time. In fact, pick up John A. Cuff's book, and this is what it's called. Start, punch fear in the face, escape average, do work that matters. And he says this in here, stop looking for your life purpose. Like we got tons of them. Just pick one and go, pick one and go. But again, stay focused on I'm here to do this. I'm here to be this. And then savor the long-term vision and feel its fulfillment as you work in the present moment. Like savor what that's going to look like when you get to the end of your life, knowing that you touched as many people's lives as you did, knowing that you made the difference, knowing that you just created something extraordinary and amazing. Savor the long-term vision and feel its fulfillment as you work in the present moment. And at the end of the day, here's how you feel joy and bliss in this moment, even if you based on the temporary circumstances, are really far from where you want to be. Know that everything works out for you. Everything. Say that to yourself all the time. Everything works out for me. And look for the ways day to day that this is true. You're breathing. Everything works out for you. You could have been, you could have, you could have not woke up this morning. Like, let's be real. You could have not woke up. That wouldn't have worked out for you and your plans with your business and your goals in your life. Everything works out for me. Let me look for that. You know, I was going to Starbucks this morning and I found a penny on the ground and I picked up the penny and I said, thank you for the abundance. Everything works out for me. I have a great family. Yes, they're crazy. Yes, they give me stress. Thank you for the abundance. Everything works out for me. Yes, I've got some mess in this area of my life and some mess in that area of my life and the mess in my business. Everything works out for me. And you know what? When I talk to some really business owners, entrepreneurs who've been entrepreneurs for decades, who have multiple businesses. And I hear them talk about, like, I hear them say stuff like, yeah, going through another lawsuit. Yep. That'll be handled. And they don't even blink. And I think to myself, oh my goodness, like you're going through a lawsuit. Like somebody's suing you. Like you have attorneys, not an attorney. You have attorneys and you're going to court and you're like, like not even stressing about it. You know why? Because those entrepreneurs have been around long enough and they've become resilient enough that they don't let temporary obstacles take them out of their flow. Know that everything works out for you and look for the ways in your present life that this is absolutely true. Boom, 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 boom. That's where it's at. So I hope that today helped you. And if it did, just leave me a comment underneath the, the podcast or tweet me uh, twitter.com forward slash Cassandra Bibus or send me an Instagram message because I am going to Instagram this episode. I'm on instagram.com forward slash Cassandra Bibus. And here's what I want to know. What, what, when it comes to believing past what you see, what are you struggling with? Like what is making it difficult for you to have an unwavering faith in your ability to succeed in your life and in your business. What is it that keeps you from believing past what you see? Because this is not the last time I'm going to talk about this. I feel so passionate about this that we all need to keep this conversation going. So go, you know, send me a message on twitter.com forward slash Cassandra Bibas at Cassandra Bibas, Instagram, Instagram Instagram.com forward slash Cassandra Bibas. 
And you can even find me on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Cassandra Bibus MBA. Um, and tell me what you think about this. Like, what is it that's keeping you from consistently and persistently believing past what you see? And let's get this conversation going because we need to lift each other up. We need to help each other out here. Um, and, you know, again, uh, what else do I have to say about this? I don't know. It's a continued conversation. I would just say, make up your mind that you can and will have both. That you can and will live the life you want to live and just go after it with everything you've got every single day. Boom, boom, boom. That's all I have to say. Find me on Twitter and Facebook. Talk to you later. Are you working a full-time job while building a part-time business? Does it feel like you're putting in more and more time but getting less and less results? Could it be that you're building a business with the wrong mindset? Check out my latest book, From Employee to Entrepreneur, How to Overcome the Fear of Starting a Business and Learn How to Shift Out of the Employee Mentality and Into the Entrepreneurial Mind Frame. Grab your copy on Kindle by visiting http colon forward slash forward slash tinyurl.com forward slash cubicle freedom. That's tinyurl.com forward slash cubicle freedom.